This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we, we said we weren't going to spend a lot of time, and we're not on the Keebler L's. We did have a Caroline Wren check-in in the last hour, and there's no buzz. So here's what's the marching orders tonight. Um, uh, Grace and, and Captain Bannon and Jane, we're going to have up uh, streaming coverage of the Tucker Carlson interview. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's 8.55. It starts at 8.55 uh, Eastern Daylight Time. So make sure uh, everybody uh, jumps in. I think that's right before the, the Keebler Elves come on their stage. It's very important tonight to make sure that, uh, send a message to Rupert Murdoch that there's no viewership because all he cares about is money and power and not the state of the country because, did I ever mention this? He's a foreigner. Um, so that's that. We got a lot to get through. A lot of folks, um, in fact, Chadwick Moore is going to join us towards the end of the show to talk about Tucker and the, this whole thing set up because I think it's terrific tonight. Because Tucker's doing this. I've been a big advocate of the president not going. Obviously, you guys know that. And a big advocate of Tucker doing something that would be really serious. Because the, the, the crises that are hitting us nonstop have got to be sorted out. Um, it's kind of interesting. I would say ironic, but maybe it's not. Uh, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips, the great warriors and patriots, have been fighting uh, election fraud in the stolen 2020 election. And much more. Catherine's been doing this. Heck, I met her, you know, in the Tea Party days back in 2010 when she was fighting it. Now, I think the King Street Patriots is where it started when True the Vote came out of that. She's been fighting this for a long time. Catherine, you know, I, I've got Burquam and all the A-team medias in, in, in Atlanta, uh, the B or C teams in, in Milwaukee. The A-team's there. They got all the top correspondents. Why? This is what I can't figure out. How are you? How did you end up in Atlanta tonight? Why, why are we talking to you from Atlanta, Georgia, ma'am? Well, because at the same time that uh, President Trump will be arraigned tomorrow, we will be in federal court over a lawsuit involving the movie 2000 and Mules. So as luck would have it, here we are. Well, I don't think that's luck. Is, is, there a, is that providential? <laughs> uh, seriously, you can't. By the way, if, you, if we were scriptwriters and pitched that as part of this overall drama, and oh, yeah, Greg and Catherine are going to be there the same time Trump is in the same federal court, that's where you get thrown Wild. out of the room. I mean, what are the, what are the <laughs> odds of this? You're, you're there for, which, which, by the way, so here's the key is that Catherine and Greg, there's other people too coming from other directions, but they centrally, they basically have the receipts of how Georgia was stolen. This shows you what a sham this thing with Trump is. They actually have the receipts. Of course, Bill Barr says they have nothing, but that even reinforces the fact you've got a lot. Talk to me. What do you say, federal court? What are you guys doing tomorrow, uh, Catherine? Tomorrow is a hearing in the case where we will have the opportunity to present uh, a motion to dismiss. And we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Both sides get to argue. And, um, you know, we're about 
three, four blocks away from where it'll all be happening with the president, and it, it should be it should be one for the history books. Uh, Greg, you guys have sent us some material. I think Memphis, you can put it up. I, the question I just have to you, because the whole world is going to be watching tomorrow in Atlanta with President Trump now, I think up to 91 indictments and, you know, 700 years in prison. Is it, is there any doubt in your mind? And do you believe you have the evidence you can show the American people that the election in Georgia was stolen, sir? Yes. Uh, President Trump was right. Uh, Catherine spent you know, she's been, uh, most people don't know this about Catherine, but she's a perfectionist. And so uh, as we're approaching all of our research and all of the things we do, uh, Catherine, um, you know, insists on, you know, her, her mantra with us is you can't be wrong. You can't be wrong. You can't be wrong. Uh, and with everything that's been going on for the last couple of years, we finally sat down after the Trump indictments here last week or so, um, Last Friday, we finally sat down for three days in a row and really built the timeline around this. And what we found was so shocking and sh- so stunning. Uh, we announced parts of it on Catherine's uh, show on Monday night. And uh, we just wanted to get with you, Steve, and, and uh, really walk you through the heart. Uh, when we say President Trump was right, what I'm saying is he had the courage and the discernment to understand that he shouldn't be listening to the Bill Bars of the world, the Brad Raffensburgers of the world, and all of these folks. And he was listening to people. We look back at the transcripts of that call, and we see some specific and absolute lies that were told to him. Um, and uh, But he stood up. He stood strong, and he stood up tall for not just himself and his administration, but for America and the people. Could you take a minute? Could you walk us through just a, maybe an outline of the, of the timeline, what you're talking about? Because here's here's what's here's what's ironic or providential. You guys are in federal court and you have the receipts to show that the Georgia election was stolen. And here we have a guy who was president of the United States and will be president of the United States again, being arraigned basically next door in that federal court for the crime of contesting that election. That's what's so bizarre about this. And, and quite frankly, it has to be providential you're there. So just when you say the discernment in the, in the timeline, can you just walk us through a couple of key items? Catherine, why don't you take a shot at this? This is, yeah, uh, I, well, this, sure. this is your story. Sure. Well, most people don't necessarily know this, but Georgia hadn't cleaned its voter rolls in over a year coming into the 2020 election. Uh, that's because... In 2019, Fair Fight, which is Stacey Abrams and Mark Elias, sued the state of Georgia to prevent them from cleaning their roles. That case went on in federal court through the spring of 2021. And during that entire period of time, the state did not clean the voter rolls. And so in the aftermath of 2020, we were we were being inundated with calls from Georgians saying, "What can you know? The, the runoff is coming up. Is there anything we can do? The rolls were such a problem. The 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 bringing in of of, of proper electors was so pro, was so problematic in the in the general. Is there anything we can do to make sure that this is a, a better process in the runoff?" And so we dove into Georgia law and realized that in fact there is a provision in state code called an elector challenge. And the long and the short of it is, 
we went through the voter rolls and we recognized that just based on residency, there were 364,000 ineligible voter records. So with that as a premise, I went to go and meet with Secretary Raffensperger, and here's where things get interesting, because he had already certified the election November 20th. I went and met with him December the 16th, and in that meeting was, was Secretary Raffensperger and many of his staff and others, and we talked about what True the Vote was helping Georgia citizens do by way of filing these elector challenges. And I said, you know, this is a huge number and it's, I, it's, it's going to leave a mark. And I'm just letting everybody know it's coming. And Secretary Raffensperger, in, 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 I mean, I'll, I'll never forget it, pulled out a piece of paper, kind of back on the napkin, did a little bit of, of quick math and said, yeah, 364,000, about 14% of Americans move every year. We haven't been able to clean the rolls because of this lawsuit. So yeah, that sounds about right. That's about how many ineligible records there are. But what they didn't do in certifying and recertifying and all of the audits and all of the things, all of the great efforts that they say they went through, they never went back to look and see how those 364,000 ineligible voters voted. And so now what we know is that 67,000 of them did vote. Flash forward, He's on that call, the fateful call between Secretary Raffensperger and President Trump and others on January the 2nd. And on that call, he knew, because we had just had the meeting two weeks previous, he had already affirmed our methodology, affirmed our numbers. And Steve, what's more, told me, sounds about right. You know, the GOP should have been doing this all along. So it was a cover-up. And when he got on that call... But hang on one second. But hang on. Before we get there, I got the 364, and he concurred with that. How did you get to the 67,000 of the... the, That is the... Don't bury the lead here, baby. How did you get the (laughs) 67,000 of the 364 that actually voted? Sure. You pulled the voter histories, and you see who voted in 2020. That's who voted. I mean, you can look at the records that were still on the rolls that were ineligible, and you will see just how it breaks out. Some 47,000 of them were outside of their jurisdiction. Over 16,000 of them had already moved out of the state. Eight, over 8,000 of them were totally inactive. It's, it's, all, it's all there. I mean, if, if they had been good stewards of the rolls, they would have seen that themselves. But they were so quick to obfuscate and say it was all a big lie rather than looking at what had happened in the two years that they hadn't cleaned the rolls. And they should have looked. They lied to Trump, Steve. They, they lied to everybody. They lied to America. They lied to Georgians. They lied to everybody. 67,284 people that were ineligible to vote cast ballots in Georgia in November 3rd of 2020. So everything that you've heard from Bill Barr to... Brad Raffensperger and everyone else saying, you know, there's nothing to see here. Just just give up the ghost here. Walk away from this President Trump. Um, he was right to stand tall. He was right to stand up. President Trump was right. They were wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely okay. correct. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I just, hang on. I just want to make sure we get this. Raffensperger knew the 364. The 364 was inaccurate or it was it was it was ineligible. Did he right. also know 
That's 67,000 vote. The almost 20% of the ineligible voted. And, and can those ineligible, when they vote, can they do a contingent vote to say, hey, my registration was in a different county, but I can update it? Is, there, is, is that 67,000 a good hard number of people that should not have voted and the voted should not have counted given their perceived in, in, ineligibility of the 364? Yes, that's a clean number. And if he wasn't doing that kind of an assessment, he certainly uh, presented as though they had on that call with President Trump when the president was going through line by line. Well, what about this? What about that? And and time after time was told, no, there's nothing to see here. There are no problems. We've looked at everything. I beg to differ. They never. Somebody's covering up something. They never look. Hang on. But it didn't you didn't have to look. It's it's got to be on a um, on a dashboard or this has to be somewhere. You had three prominent people. You had Raffensperger, but you also had the uh, Bill Barr who told Trump that they had gotten a report. He had asked the field office down in Atlanta of the U.S. attorney and they had come back with nothing. Plus, you had Kemp and I think even the attorney general. You had every senior elected official. All of those people, I, I might add are all Republicans. So, so Catherine, how could that possibly happen? This wasn't a number you had to dig out. That number should have been up in their grill, ma'am. Uh, you know, I, I would agree. As, as the uh, stewards of the Georgia vote, that should have absolutely been front and center for them. But I will say that in our experience with the people that you just named, uh, we've had uh, less than accurate outcomes uh, with their involvement and with their awareness and with their willingness to tell the truth. So this doesn't shock us, but when we put the timeline together, and, and it just rings in my ears when Raffensperger said, yeah, that, that looks about right. They should have been cleaning the rolls all along, when that was his responsibility. But he took a knee to Stacey Abrams, didn't do it. And you know, and here we are, here well, we are today well, in Atlanta, well, Georgia, but, because but, of it. But hang on. As bad as, and that's a terrible answer, don't get me wrong, but as bad as saying, hey, 14%, you know, move around the country, yeah, that's about right. That's, if if you, if your second number was zero, I wouldn't have a, such a big problem with the 364 right. being a number. I don't like it. I wonder, the problem is 20% of those cast a vote. That's the problem. That's right. So what is he, that's right. here's what I don't understand also. We go through a sort of remember the whole fight over this. All the fighting we were doing was that state legislatures have to certify this. And there was an issue in Pennsylvania, in Georgia, in Arizona and Wisconsin. Right. And in Michigan about the certification process and people actually the state legislators wanted, you know, in, in Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth, they wanted 10 days to kind of sort this thing out just to go through it to make sure that they had done the certification right in the certification process. Is Rothensberger legally liable because he certified this? And then he went to the state legislature who accepted that as a certification by the secretary of state, ma'am. You know, I, I don't I don't know if he's legally liable or not. He is certainly responsible to the voters of Georgia and he let him down uh, in, a, in a big way and misrepresented. You know, it's, it's a shocking truth that voter rolls are so poorly maintained the key. that the facts of it's who voted, who vote, it's absolutely the key. The facts of who voted the in 2020, let me give you a shocking statistic. 
as of March 1st, 2021, only 11 states had made their roles public to confirm who had voted in 2020. It's why we had to drop our lawsuits because there was not available data. So this whole the this courts. whole idea that you can do hand recounts is ridiculous if you don't know who voted. Exactly. The courts were demanding, right, Steve, that the, the courts were demanding yep. everyone that was in court. Look, they, they were saying, and rightly, we don't want to see your statistics. We don't care about all the machines. We don't care about any of that. What we want to know is who voted and what were the ineligible vote. But the states couldn't tell anyone until the spring. So, in essence, right. Raffensperger certified it, and he didn't even know the answer. All he was like, okay, yeah, well, that's they say the count's right, so here look, we go. Look. No one ever went okay, back and this problem did This problem did not come overnight. Kemp was the Secretary of State for eight years. That's why you see his, he's, he's got no motivation to get to the bottom of it. Please explain, Catherine, why, why uh, Stacey Abrams and Fair Fight, why... Why would you even have a lawsuit about something as logical as just cleaning up the voter rolls to make sure that people that are registered to vote actually live where they say they're going to live? And so the vote, the, so the, there's no doubt it's a legal, legitimate, certifiable vote. Why would somebody go to court to fight that, ma'am? Great question. Because when she ran for governor against Kemp and lost, she claimed that it was due to the rolls having been purged in a racially biased fashion. And so she sued the state on that account. Uh, ultimately, the state won in 2021. Now they can resume cleaning the rolls. But in the interim, that challenge process that I described that we took on, they came after us and sued us. We're now headed to trial in October with Fair Fight and Stacey Abrams and Mark Elias over the same thing. Why, as you rightly say, why is it so bad to have accurate voter rolls? And the answer is because if you know where the, the sleeper cells are, you can easily subvert a process because our certification is set up so that no one ever checks. Don't bury the lead. You got the head demon, Mark Elias. Mark Elias has had his hand in this? Mark, the Mark Elias has Absol had his hand in this? Absolutely. In fact, when we, when we went and, and announced that we were going to file those 364,000 challenges, he sent a letter from Perkins Coley at the time to every county in Georgia saying, if you take up True the Votes challenges, we will sue you. So we followed up with the letter to every county saying, if you get sued, we will defend you. And here we are now in court these many years later. This is this the, wow. the gateway to election fraud is the rolls. Amen. 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 Uh, Catherine, how do people get to you and to get to this uh, information and following on social media? Because you're going to start early tomorrow morning. We want to track it throughout the day. So where do people go? Absolutely. They can go to truthevote.org or find us on True Social or Twitter at TrueTheVote. But to see the report, and it's called The Aftermath, and it's in a special collection that we've put together on Open Inc. You can go to open.inc forward slash Georgia. And you will see a timeline, you will see a host of, of documents, and we have a almost hour-long video that Greg and I put together of our whole story in Georgia. And it's far more than just this. It's got all, a whole cast of characters with names that they will, you will know that um, have not been telling the full truth.
Steve, we also on Open Inc. We've also posted. It's a searchable engine. We've posted the entire Georgia voter history file on there for everybody to go look for themselves. You don't have to believe us. Go look for yourself. Okay, I want everybody to get into this night because this is, uh, you know, when you go through this material, you realize when President Trump says a perfect phone call, it's pretty close to being perfect. And think about this. Think of what when right. you when you go through it and look and go through the timeline. You when you hear Rathensberger's responses, Rathensberger's in on it. There's no doubt he's in on it. You couldn't. You couldn't. The sixty-seven thousand is 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 it sits up there as a burning issue. How did those people possibly vote? And more importantly, brother, how did you count them? How could these possibly be counted? They're ineligible, and you admit it. They're ineligible. So how possibly could almost 18% of your ineligible registered, the registrations being ineligible, if they're ineligible and you concurred with that in the room with them, that yeah, that's approximately right. How could 67,000 possibly vote? This is what's driving and people Steve, crazy. They, this shows you. Last, yeah, go ahead, brother. Steve, last piece. This is super important. They were in court. They were being sued over this issue. They were arguing our point that the rolls needed to be cleaned. It's just once the election occurred and and they declared Trump lost, they certified the thing and never said to anyone, but the rolls haven't been cleaned. They're dirty. We need to look at them. That's the key. That's what I'm saying. He's on, they're in and on they the fix. And, they, and Kemp's... And they never, they never thought we'd come back and look. Just like the... the, the Surveillance video with the drop boxes. They never thought anybody would look. Greg, I think you mentioned she was a perfectionist. They never figured they were going to meet Catherine Engelbrecht. <laughs> That's a tough one. She's tough as boot leather. None man. of us don't, don't get Catherine Engelbrecht. Don't don't get Catherine Engelbrecht in your business, man. I mean, in your in your things. She's 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 a terror. Good lord. Uh, how do the people get to Open Inc., Greg? How do they get there? It's uh, open dot ink open dot ink look at the special collections we've got one on conic we've got one on john g trump and we've got uh, this newest one on georgia there's a ton of information in there we're going to be dropping 25 hours of video on top of it uh we're it's a dynamic collection and we're going to be dumping more and more and more data we even have a special um component being added to this we have copies of checks that were paid to the mules we have video of the mules cashing those checks, and we know where the money came from, and we know who it was, and that'll be coming soon as well. And I want you to remember this. In fact, I'm going to cut this up and play it tomorrow during our coverage of President Trump. I want you to remember when President Trump goes down there, uh, and, and, and Fawny Willis and Rothensburg, the whole crowd of them, I want you to remember this and what's the reality there then you understand this has nothing to do with reality. They understand, this is why they fought so hard, they understand that Georgia was stolen. Full stop. Jack Smith, J6 that. Full stop. Joe Biden is an illegitimate president of the United States. I have said it from, from you know, mid-November when he was declared the winner. All the way through when he took the oath of office to this very day. And I've not backed off one inch. You know why? The election was stolen. And it's people like Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht have proven this. 
time and again. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you for taking time. I know you're the lawyers today getting ready for tomorrow, so thank you. We'll follow this closely. Thanks, Steve. Remember, these two these two went to jail. They were thrown in a freaking prison. They tried to break them. I got Joe Allen. Joe Allen. Joe Allen, as much and as tense as today's been with everything, assassinations, a massive geopolitical capital markets thing in, in, in Africa, the world changing before us, the United States trying to be a still point in the turning world, uh, what's happening in Georgia, with everything going on, what you showed me here this afternoon before he came on, do we have a clip on that? Are you going to play a clip or you just want to get into it? What was up on no, Fox uh, later? Yeah, let's because, just go straight in, but so we do want, have the uh, screenshot. Uh, if, uh, the screenshot. Tell me, tell me what happened. Walk me through this. Yeah, so this is an app. It's been out for a couple of weeks, but uh, the app itself is, you know, stunning enough. You've got a, a basically, it's called Text with Jesus, and it's a very simple kind of clunky AI that allows you to text back and forth with Jesus, and the AI will respond in Jesus's voice, um, you know, in text form. And there are other biblical characters: Peter, Paul, Mary Magdalene. Um, and then, of course, if you turn the feature on, then you can talk to Satan himself. Uh, apparently, it's described as being Satan is described as being very polite and respectful. Uh, what's shocking to me, though, Steve, is that Fox News published that booster article from beginning to end. Fox News is talking up this virtual Jesus, and it's not going to be just Fox News going forward. There will be many Christians and rhino Republicans and so on and so forth who push digitized religion down uh, the public's throats. This is going to be definitely a trend going forward. Mark my words on that. Okay, hang over a second. I'm going to hold you uh, through the break because I want to get into this for a moment because it's quite serious. The book is Dark Aeon. Uh, this is kind of the tour de force um, preparatory work that you need to do. This is like getting your first day of college. You got to draw your textbooks. This is the textbook on all things transhumanism. In fact, it's the textbooks of transhumanism and the war against humanity. Uh, guess what? We're on the side of humanity. Okay. Shirts and skins. I guess we're the shirts. The, the, the bad guys are the skins. Okay. We're going to take a short commercial break. The author of this, and we're going to get into this uh, digitized religion and the Murdochs pushing it. Why, why is that happening? Short commercial break. Be back in the warm in just a moment. As central banks and countries like China, India, Australia begin transitioning to a digital currency, the Federal Reserve has been contemplating the same for the United States of America. With a digital currency, the government could track every single purchase you make. Officials could even prohibit you from purchasing certain products or even easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. These are some of the reasons concerned Americans reach out to Birch Gold Group. They want to have a physical asset that's independent from the U.S. dollar. Gold held tax sheltered in a retirement account. Remember, gold held in your tax-sheltered retirement account. Learn if gold is right for you. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. That's Bannon, 989898. And Birch Gold will send you a free information kit today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews, 
Birch Gold has been helping my listeners and viewers from the very beginning of the show. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold because of a central bank digital currency becomes reality. It'll be nice to have some gold to depend on. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise.
Welcome to Virtual Reality Church. DJ Soto's divine calling is to bring Christianity to virtual reality. So we have worship music. I deliver a sermon. There's a prayer team. There's all these elements just in a Ready Player One Matrix Inception kind of uh, virtual world. God is passionate about you. In the physical world, when you go to church, there's sometimes uh, intrepidation, hesitation, because maybe people will judge me. But in VR, because of their avatar, there's a sense of anonymity. So with that anonymity leads to deep authenticity. So we're having these conversations that are just authentic and deep in VR. DJ Soto even officiated the first baptism in virtual reality. It absolutely felt real. When she came out of the water, she was really emotional. She could hear her crying. That table where Jesus grabs it with one hand, he grabs it the other and he's like, you best back up. You best back up because you got in the way of me and my children. But he believes the future of Christianity is virtual. I believe God is in multiple dimensions. He's in a spiritual dimension, the physical, and even in the digital and virtual. Yeah, I think God's everywhere. And I think God's in VR. Okay, um, walk, walk me through this. And how's that tied to the, what Fox is pushing about this virtual uh, Jesus that you can actually text or talk to? Yeah, Steve, this is going to be, it already has begun, but it's going to be a trend going forward. Uh, you have a lot of religious leaders, uh, religious communities, and to be frank, just a, a lot of opportunistic scammers who are trying their best to make this sort of digitized religious culture for Christianity. Uh, and it's across the world. It's, it's something that we've covered quite a bit. Uh, for instance, the robots that are uh, doing the prayers in mosques uh, across the Middle East, including Mecca in Saudi Arabia. You've got Mindar, the, the Buddhist priest in Japan. Uh, you have in India robots doing the, uh, the arti, the puja uh, rituals. And then in America... Uh, there are multiple AI programs that uh, are made to basically answer your spiritual questions. Uh, they're made to be sort of virtual preachers and counselors. And there are at least two that I'm aware of, including the one that Fox is boosting, uh, a chatbot that basically speaks for Jesus. And it's not... As you could imagine, Steve, uh, it's not the necessarily the biblical Jesus. They, they put words in his mouth. So, for instance, when asked about same-sex marriage, uh, Jesus responded, the app Jesus, I guess we'll call it Christ GPT, responded that uh, gay marriage is up to each individual to seek guidance from their own faith tradition and personal convictions and to prioritize love and respect for all people regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. And... Whether you think that that's appropriate or not, that's undoubtedly not what Jesus said. And it really raises the question, uh, is any of this religiously valid at all? Even if it was accurate, uh, is it really uh, blasphemous to speak to an artificially produced Jesus chatbot? Uh, this is not going to go away. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm just going to go out on a limb there. Uh, yeah, I think it might be blasphemous I'm sorry, since it's been programmed. <laughs> Um, the book is, the book is, uh, dark, uh, dark Aeon. Uh, I tell you, we'll do another time where we get to the, uh, the Aeon versus the Aeon go to Amazon right now and, uh, and order it, uh, give people a heads up. There's already a fake out there. There's some, there's some people that I think are probably pro transhumanists that are trying to uh, mess with the sales of this. How can people be, how can people make sure they're getting the right one? 
you just have to check the author underneath. Uh, you know, the, this scam is uh, going at some other guy, is like Marvin something or another, Marvin Frederick. Uh, he's probably siphoned off, I would reckon, probably a quarter of my sales at this point, and he's doing nothing but mailing out blank journals. So if you get it from Amazon, be sure to check and just make sure the name is correct on it. Uh, you can find it anywhere books Enjoy are sold, it. and you can also get direct links uh, so you don't have to worry about it. You can get direct links at the top of my social media, at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z, or at the top of my page, jobot.xyz, warroom.org, under the transhumanism tab. Those will get you right there. Uh, but the, the topic of digitized religion and digitization as religion, that is the central theme to this book. That is the spiritual war against humanity. No, it's huge. And by the way, the book is a still point in the turning world on this issue of transhumanism. That's why you got to get it. And most importantly, once you get it, read it. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Joe. Look thank forward you to having much, you Steve. back. Uh, we're going to play cold open one, one second. I want to make sure everybody, look, we're trying to help set up an alternative economy, a patriot economy. One of the key companies of that is Public Square, Public SQ. You go there if you're an entrepreneur and you want to put your services or your products up. You go there, you can list, it's all free. Uh, if you're a, uh, a person that wants to find out uh, people that have your values and don't hate you and find out the products and services they offer, you go there also. So public SQ, go to publicsquare.com to get all the information. Remember, it's advertiser supported. You don't have to pay a fee. It's totally free. Go immerse yourself in this information. Support the Patriot Economy today. We got a cold open for... Uh, uh, our brother that's in uh, that's in Maui right now. Let's go ahead and play it. President Biden's visit to Maui to meet with the survivors of the wildfires and to survey the destruction was met by a largely positive response from local residents there. Newspapers in Hawaii highlighted the president's commitment to rebuilding the island. One woman who lost her home in the fire said, quote, I'm glad he's here to see firsthand what has happened to our town. It shows he cares. The Maui fire chief said, quote, I'm just grateful that he made the trip and showed immense support for our community. And here's the reaction from another resident. He was so present with so many, one after one, like hundreds, he spoke with hundreds of people and hugged them and kissed their cheek and heard what we all had to say. And there were really, since this happened, there haven't been that many smiles in one place on this island. And it was profoundly touching. Hmm. Still, there are some real frustrations with the government's response as Search teams continue to sift through the ashes looking for the missing. Okay, welcome back. You know, this afternoon, I double-checked. The number went from 800. I think it was CNBC, and I think I've posted on Getter. It's at 1,100 missing still. I'm hearing from people there in other places. It could still be this 1,300 number. This was a political band-aid, Nolan. Just give us your assessment. You're there. What's the general, particularly, I don't understand how we could be now two going into three weeks on this, and we don't have some basic understanding. I still, I still think there are 114 victims of, you know, where the bodies are, where the people are, where the children are, not just how this happened, but just the, just the recovery of the dead. How, how can we be so far into this and 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 be talking about maybe 1,100, 1,300, or even 800 
and there's only a hundred that have been uh, that have been uh, taken to the morgue and uh, and not even identified. I think the identifications are I don't know twenty or thirty. Nolan Chang. Um, aloha, Steve. Thank you for having me on today. And yesterday, I kept talking about the power our governor has. And the reason why I say that is he has so many resources at his disposal. I'm going to run off some numbers for you. 494 FEMA uh, agents, boots on the ground. 195 United States Army personnel assisting. 399 National Guard personnel assisting. 270 people from the Red Cross. 300 search and rescue people. 41 cadaver dogs. And all they come up with is 114 uh, people that perished. And still no answers about how many children have perished. Of the 114, why can't you tell us how many children there are? Still no answers. Look at how the numbers are changing between the missing. All these resources at his fingers and then no answers. Like I said yesterday, he's sitting on a powder keg. And the fuse is getting shorter and shorter. Sooner or later, the people are going to, they're going to get upset. They want answers. They want the truth. They want accountability. And they want closure. And he's not giving it to them. They're going to get... They're, and that report I just saw, that lead-in, so it's good. You're showing two sides of the story. So that was very positive. But everybody I've talked to, boots on the ground, they have a different opinion. We saw the, the lead-in yesterday, people giving uh, our Benedict Biden the finger, people yelling expletives at him. Why? Why are they upset? Well, look at how he's treating them. We, we judge a person by their actions or their inaction. Well, look at what he's done. Look at how he's... Look at his attitude toward this devastation and all the despair and the destruction that he himself saw yesterday. Asked, he was asked two times before he came here what he thought about the Maui disaster, and he had no comment. He gives us $700 per person, one time, one, one lump sum, right? $700. Look at all the people coming across our border right now. They're getting a free, free flight to any state they want off of our tax money. They're given a gift card worth hundreds of dollars off of our tax money. They're given cell phones, right? Free cell phones. These are people that aren't even part of our country. They're being treated better than the people here in the most loved place. You thought this place is even more beloved than Disneyland. Everybody who comes here, people from around the world love Hawaii. They love Maui. And when they see this devastation, and then when they see how our people are being treated or mistreated, not even giving proper answers, not giving closure, what do you think they, how do you think they feel? They feel, I'm getting a lot of feedback from a lot of people from around the world and they don't like what they see. They're angry. Imagine how, again, the people here, how we feel. It's a thousand times more, more devastating than anybody could ever imagine. And so what's happening, Steve? People from around the world who love our state, who love Maui, they're all, I'm telling you, they're banding together now. They're telling us that they'll do anything to help us. And so what we're trying to do is marshal all of these resources, right? People from around the world who will give anything to help us. And they already have. Look at the response. We've gotten all the supplies from the local people, but money has come around, has been given to a lot of our uh, charitable organizations, right? Millions of dollars because they love Hawaii, but they don't like how we're being treated. They don't like all these questions that haven't been answered. And now they're going to be, I tell you, we're going to marshal their resources to help us put a spotlight on the quack. I call him quack green. Josh, the quack green, our so-called governor. Nolan, how do people get to you? Because tomorrow I want to go through, we'll make time 
Um, the uh, the footage I, we've been showing from these uh, drones is, is unbelievable. This thing even looks more like Dresden and Tokyo, the fire bombing from from the air, and that's got to tie back to where these people are. I mean, we got a fundamental question right now: How many died? Where are they? How did they die? How many? Uh, where and how many children? It, it, it's absurd. We could be three weeks in this, and we're talking about a spread of eight hundred to thirteen hundred. And only 114, um, I guess, cadavers or pieces of cadavers, of which only 24 have been identified, and they haven't said how many children. We've got to bounce because i got Chad Moore here about Tucker. But give all the social media where people get to you, Nolan, to keep up with this. Real quick, and the plot thickens because I just heard a rumor, and I'll confirm this tomorrow, that they found bodies floating at an island, a Lanai Island, just a few miles away from here. So again, the quack, quack green, he knows all of this, but he's not saying anything. So other people are coming forward with this information. So how you can reach me. And so people think about that while I, from now until I report tomorrow. And I'll try and get a confirmed answer. But you can reach me at Chanda Getter, Chanda 21. Getter, Chanda 21, C-H-A-N-D-A 21. Thank you so much for having us on, Steve. And I'll try to get okay. more answers for you tomorrow. Nolan, great, uh, great, great job. Great reporting. Tell everybody there we, we've got their backs and we're not we're going to be relentless on this. So thank you. This tragedy you, only gets worse every day. Think of you one of the people there. It's absurd. This is absurd. There's something not right about this. There's something not right about it. I've been saying from the beginning. It's you look at that devastation. You're telling me that's a fire. You're going to have to prove it to me. And you don't know where the bodies are. You don't. There's something not right here. There's something not right. I'm never wrong about that. There's something not right. Something not right. Chadwick Moore is the author of the book Tucker. It's an on-fire bestseller. Give us a heads up tonight. What do you think? Give us a couple of minutes of, of uh, Tucker, the invite to do this. On And, and there's no buzz. We just got a picture of Media Row out in uh, Milwaukee with the Keebler Elves. There's nothing happening. Everybody's focused on Tucker tonight. 8.55 on Getter. We'll live stream. The whole team will be up. Chad, give us your, give us your thoughts. Yeah, you know, uh, Tucker just posted a preview of what to expect. You know, I think he's going to ask a lot about COVID. I think he's going to ask a lot about his former employer, Fox, and why Trump decided not to go with that debate. You know, I think probably Trump sensed what we all knew was that Fox was trying to set him up. He did, they just wanted those eight or nine other candidates to take pot shots at him. Uh, and, you know, it looks like it's going to be a long, in-depth debate. It was from Bedminster. It was pre-recorded. And a lot of people are excited to watch it. Uh, again, it starts at eight fifty-five. You, you mean tonight. you mean you mean a long, a long in-depth, a long in-depth interview? This will be an interview with oh, with sorry, not yes. a debate. There's going to be an interview with Tucker. It's, it's, right, with, yeah, uh, how long do you know how do you know how long do you know how long it's supposed to go for? Uh, at least an hour. Uh, it, the the debate goes for two, so maybe they might try to go for the entire two hours. Uh, but that's really all the information <laughs> I have on the exact content. They've kept a, a, a tight lid on it so far. Uh, I do. I you have, tweeted uh, out that 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 no one at Fox is supposed to mention at all Tucker's name while anybody's there. Tucker and that Tucker and the president are going to be actually doing this. They're verboten to even mention his name. That's right. So they can't. No one on Fox, not even the guests who are unpaid, you know, guest commentators. No, they've been instructed they're not allowed to talk about Trump on Tucker, even in the context of the debate. Even though it is the biggest thing happening in the news cycle right now. And of course, Tucker's name has been forbidden from the network since April 24th. The memo went out, cannot acknowledge him. Whenever he breaks news, they're not allowed to talk about it or acknowledge it. 
uh, which is very frustrating, upsetting to a lot of people who are still there. Now, also, as I, I put on Twitter earlier today, uh, Tucker's team, his inner circle, they spoke to me and they said that if Fox wants to keep harassing Tucker and his per- executive producer, Justin Wells, for them to bring it on, uh, the exact words were uh, that uh, wow. if they want a war, it will be ugly and that's a guarantee. So apparently Fox behind the scenes has been trying to make life very difficult for Tucker and his team. Uh, they reiterate, you know, we were of, uh, with this network for over 15 years. We were great employees. We brought you the highest ratings in cable news history. We did absolutely nothing wrong. Let us be. We're not going to bite if you just leave us alone. But apparently Fox isn't happy with that. And it looks like Team Tucker is uh, prepared to go to war and not back down. And uh, according to them, it would get super ugly if that were to happen. Tucker says, bring it. Amazing. Where did they get the book and how they follow you on social media, brother? Because you're on fire right now. This is your moment. Oh, sure. Thanks, man. Uh, you can find the book. You go to TuckerTheBook.com and you can find it anywhere you get your books. And I'm on Twitter at Chadwick underscore more. And uh, Steve, again, you and your audience has been like the driving force behind this book success. And it's been awesome. Because you wrote a great book. And it's a great topic to write about. And Tucker's in his moment right now. He's a great man. He's in his moment. So this is it's it's all coming together. And people got to read the book. And that's why they're trying to suppress the numbers because they don't want this thing to be designated as the bestseller it is. Chadwick, thank you so much. We'll be watching tonight. All right. Thanks, man. Okay. Once again, we'll be on Getter live. Uh, I think uh, Grace and them on Getter, you can go see 855 at the Lays. I think they got some ideas about starting earlier. We'll be there. We're going to finish tonight with uh, Unclouded uh, a Sky, one of my absolute favorites, and this is a favorite version, Betty Jean Robinson in the Nashville Grass. Also, I want to thank and appreciate Dr. Sean Rowland. Uh, Dr. Rowland has been, um, he's been out in Maui. Uh, he helped with the kind of the air rescue to begin with, but Jace Medical, go to Jace Medical. Don't be in the situation, not with the Chinese Communist Party having leverage, but an emergency where you can't get your medicine Get it in advance. Go to Jace Medical. This is fully approved state by state, but you got to go in and kind of get the information. Go to Jace Medical. It's absolutely incredible. And also, please don't forget Birch Gold. I need everybody up to speed on this. We're going to get a lot into um, both Jackson Hole tomorrow. We're going to get a lot into what's happening in Durban. So be back here at 10 o'clock. Also, we're going to have George. We're going to have live coverage all day of President Trump's, the triumph of President Trump, not the tragedy, the triumph of President Trump. Like I said, for only third time in American history. First it was General Washington, then it was Abraham Lincoln, now it's Donald John Trump. The fate of one man is inextricably linked into the uh, destiny of the nation. So we're going to see it all here tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Unclouded day, because every day in the war room is an unclouded day. Let's leave with that. Tell me of a land far away Where the tree of life in eternal bloom Sheds its fragrance through the uncloudy days Oh, the land of cloudless days
COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than covidtaxrelief.org. Visit covidtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. Org. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM Health, all one word, WARROOMHealth.com. Go there today. 
You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.